Okay, this is the movie breakdown and review of The Strays, courtesy of a longtime subby, Jervis Horton. Horton, sorry, Jervis Horton. This is for you. Thank you for this, uh, this, uh, the sponsored breakdown. So everybody can give thanks to Jervis for this breakdown. Um, wow, it's a UK film. Brits, you know how Brits do their horror; they do it a little different. So this is kind of a psychological thr- thriller. Um, let's get right into it. So there's a lady named Cheryl. She's visibly upset she's telling her sister on the phone that she's sick of it she's like i'm sick of it they look at me like i'm worthless and the accent and so she's surrounded by black power pictures and books there's an afro there's a picture of a, a black woman with an afro so it's all behind her so when you look at it when they pan it out and you're looking uh face for in front of her it's all the stuff behind her and all the books and all that stuff okay so then there's a newspaper uh article on the table it says black kids betrayed by school system so they're giving you a backstory of uh what her what her field is okay uh cheryl went down to the housing office to get help with her rent her sister tells her that her and michael need to stop living off credit cards and there is an award for cheryl blake from 2003 from like the department of education or something like that. So she, ha- she's in the education field and we'll see how that plays out later on. Uh, Cheryl then tells her sister, she wants more. She says, I want more. Is it wrong to want more? And then Cheryl says she's coming over at 5 PM. Cheryl then packs her bags. She then looks at the leather. There's a leather belt on behind hung up on the behind her door. So the looking at the, the way she looked at the leather belt, that implies some, some form of abuse. The belt is tied to abuse. Um, she, she then leaves a note on the refrigerator. Uh, a man named Michael calls and leaves a message on the phone to, for her to pick up the phone. Rather angry, Cheryl then takes one last look in the mirror before she walks out the door. Fast forward years later. We don't know how many years, but it, it, and during the second act, we kind of get an idea. It's about 16, 17 years later. Okay. Uh, there's a lavish home. There's family pictures. There's Cheryl with a white man and some biracial kids in the family picture. Cheryl is now called Neve. She guilts her neighbor to donate 550 pounds for her charity event. Eve visits her daughter, Mary, at her job at the ice cream shop. Her daughter has her baby hairs in an S curl. Okay, so you see how the women, young ladies do their baby hairs. Now they kind of curl it up. So she did that with two baby hairs into an S curl on the side. Uh, right, right in the corners of a, of a hairline. Okay. So then Neve meets with a friend at the coffee shop. Her friend tells Neve that she's one of them. She's drop dead gorgeous and hasn't aged a bit. Neve then wears a wig. There's a man uh, watching her in the, in the, in the coffee shop uh, while driving her Range Rover home. She sees the very same man where she thought she saw in the coffee shop in her rear view mirror. And then she becomes distracted and then gets into a fender bender and hits somebody, uh, hits a, another neighbor from behind. Okay. At home, Mary is in the tub looking at a pink Afro pick. She's in the tub and she pulls up this pink Afro pick. At dinner, Sebastian, the son, can't find his Lil Wayne poster. Biracial kids. There's <laughs> biracial kids and she has a white husband. The white husband's name's Ian. The husband, Ian, uh, talks about a black girl he hired. Uh, her name is Abigail. Eve gives a slight pause. Sebastian says, well, we're black. And you're going to get to the, the dynamics of the family structure. Uh, Neve gives her husband a haircut. 
Uh, during sex, the husband tries to grab her hair and she grabs his hand away. She pushes her hand away. Later on that night, the husband says he prefers her natural hair. But she's, she, has, she has this plethora of wigs um, and she maintains these wigs to the nth degree. All right. Neve then opens a bag containing a race car. All right. The next day on the way to school, somebody draws two stick figures on Neve's uh, Range Rover on her side mirrors. She asks kids, hey, did you guys draw this? And they're like, no. Neve is deputy headmistress at her kids private school. So the education, she stuck with what she knew best, education. All right. So then she sees the janitor, the new janitor they hired, and Sebastian talking. She becomes unnerved for whatever reason. During choir practice, Neve looks out to see Sebastian walking into the woods off campus. She follows him and catches him smoking a cigarette and then asks him who gave it to him. And then he says, nobody. I bought it on my own. Neve then her begins to scratch her hair. Her wig becomes uh, itchy. Okay. Uh, Neve then nearly gets into another accident as she passes a black girl while driving to drop her daughter off at a friend's house uh, with a smirk on her face and begins to violently scratch her head some more. Okay. So as she's driving by, she sees the black girl and the black girl has a smirk on her face. Okay. Later on that night, Neve and the husband Ian uh, and her neighbors discuss white flight. Uh, Neve wishes not to take part in the discussion. Neve then sees the very, the very same man from the coffee shop in her rearview mirror outside of her, outside of her living room window. She's like, you guys see that he's coming in. Do you see who who's out there? They all look and nobody's there. Now, when I first initially watched this movie, I thought she was basically having a psychotic break because, um, there's moments where no one, they never acknowledged the other kids like in present time. So I, I thought for the majority of this movie, she was having a psychotic break. She was imagining these kids. Okay. Um, so then later on, Mary walks in and in the, in the, into the house with cornrows. Her hair's braided. Okay. Sebastian is three hours late from his basketball game. Neve says uh, there's someone uh, out to bring violence against him because now she's getting paranoid. Sebastian walks in and says he was, he was out and tells his dad to chill. Neve then grabs her shoe and then begins to beat Sebastian with it. Her husband is shocked. Okay. Later on that night, Neve begins to see roots spreading on her walls. Once again, this alludes to me. She's having another psychotic break, which is why I thought she was imagining who she was seeing. Okay. I didn't know they were real people. I thought she was all a figment of her imagination. So then the roots uh, start to spread in the kitchen, in the living room, and then the roots begin to come up from underneath her wig and wrap its roots around her hands. So the roots are tied to her blackness. The wig is she, it basically she, she's been suppressing her natural self, her natural state, her natural being. And the roots uh, basically are coming out. They can all, no longer be denied. Right. You know, you bury a tree in concrete. Somehow the roots will find its way up through the concrete in the most uh, uh, obscure places. So the roots cannot be denied. The time has come for those roots, her true self to, to be revealed. The roots through the children. OK, let's go. So then later on, in OK, all over the kitchen, there's footage. And then there's footage of a little girl's birthday party playing on the TV. The roots then begin to sprout from underneath her wig wrap themselves around her hands, and then Neve wakes up. Once again, psychotic break, bad dream. 
The next day, uh, she takes, she pops some Valium pills. Neve goes to the principal to file a report that they're the head janitor. She goes to the head janitor to file a report against the janitor that she believes gave Sebastian the cigarette with no proof. The janitor says, well, there's proper channels to go through or it'll look like discrimination. Neve then settles for just filing a formal, a formal warning. Uh, a fire alarm goes off. Sebastian is seen quickly scurrying out of the bathroom suspiciously. Neve goes in to confront the janitor. He accuses her of trying to get him fired. He then yells at her and says, you tried to erase me and Dion. He says, we thought you were dead. She says, it's not me. It's somebody else. And then runs out the bathroom. Once again, I'm still thinking she's having a legit psychotic break. Okay. Um, at dinner, Neve is disengaged. Uh, the next day at the charity event, Neve works the, she works the room, works the event while the choir begins to sing. And you see the two figures, the, the man and the, and the young lady, uh, Carl and Abigail are spotted looking at Neve. Neve begins to run towards them and then berates and yells at them and throws a glass of wine at them. Carl then calls her mother. Cut scene. So then we flash back to five days prior. Five days before this event took place. Carl and Dion book a room for a week at a hotel. Carl then shows Dion Neve's family on the computer. Dion then asks, uh, is that our family? These are the children that, that Neve Cheryl abandoned 16 years prior. Okay. Flashback to Carl watching Neve at the, at the coffee shop from his angle. Abigail slash uh, Dion applies for a job at Ian, the husband's uh, insurance company. So that's the Abigail that her husband was talking about at dinner five days prior. The black girl. Abigail looks at Ian's family pictures. He calls them his tribe. She says, oh, that's funny. Your tribe. Um, so then Ian tells uh, Abigail that she reminds her of his wife. Dion says, same nose. Uh, Carl then applies for the janitor's position at, at the private school. Abigail slash Dion uh, sees Mary and then begins to follow her, then strikes up a conversation and suggests that they hang out and exchange Facebook profiles. Back at the room, Carl slash Marvin, right, locates Neve's home address. Abigail slash Dion becomes impatient, uh, waiting for Mary's friend acceptance. Uh, Mary then reads... Uh, Mary reads black hair magazines. Mary's is all about embracing the black. So the, the biracial kids are on the black side. They want to embrace their blackness. Um, they gravitate towards the black side of their, of their lineage. Okay. Uh, while Carl goes through a photo album of birthday pictures, Carl then prop, preps his tool bag. Uh, Marvin slash Carl then helps Sebastian deal with a bullying teammate. The moment when, Neve sees Sebastian talking to Marvin. Now it's from his point of view. So when what Neve didn't see it initially was a Sebastian's teammate giving him bullying him, and then Sebastian and then uh, Marvin kind of stepped in. So that's when Neve walks up and says, "See Sebastian talking to the, the new janitor from her angle." But now it's from his angle. Okay, Sebastian is talking to Marvin in the woods. Marvin offers Sebastian a cigarette, shows him how to take a pull, tells him this is man shit. And then Neve walks up. 
and then Marvin disappears into the, into the woods. Marvin goes to Sebastian's basketball game later on that night. Mary and Abigail meet up. So Mary goes to Abigail's hotel room to meet up. She braids Mary's hair. They have drinks. Abigail is the one that gave Mary the, the, Af- the pink Afro pick. Mary then invites them to her mom's charity event. Abigail slash Dion tells Mary she's the favorite and always got tucked in. She's asking her, like, you're the favorite, huh? You, she always tucked you in, huh, at night and read you stories. And then Abigail gets uh, irritated and says that you think it makes it all right. It says she can't wait until it all comes out. And, of course, Mary is like, what are you talking about, right? So then later on that night on a rooftop, Sebastian tells Carl that his mom is black. This is why Sebastian came in late. He was hanging with uh, Carl slash Marvin. Carl then says he never met his. Carl asks, uh, what's what she like? Sebastian says she thinks she's white and never talks about her past or anything black off limits. So there's an identity issue. And the kids see it. Okay. The, the, the biracial kids pick up on it. Okay. Carl then orders Sebastian to lean over the edge of the rooftop man shit because they're smoking weed and he wants to test his metal. So then Sebastian does so and then urinates on himself. Carl then tells him he's passed the test. Time to take it to the next level. Sebastian then distracts his teammate on, the, on his way home. Carl then begins to smother him with a paper bag or with a plastic bag and then tells him to stop picking on his bruv. On his bruv. Sebastian then stands over uh, this teammate and Carl is like, go ahead and do it, do it, do it. And then he bashes uh, his teammate in the face uh, with the basketball while he's being smothered with the plastic bag. Later on that night, Carl then returns back to the room. The room is trashed. Abby tells Carl she's, she has everything. She has it all. Carl's upset that she brought Mary back to the room. Abigail slash Dion says she's tired of pretending. Carl suggests they should leave and just go back home and just forget about this whole, this whole idea. Uh, Abigail says, uh, they're, they've been invited to the, uh, t- to the charity event because Carl's like, we're not wanted here. And she's like, no, we've been invited to the, to the event. So they decide to go. Abigail says they've been invited and then she's never got to go to prom. Uh, they arrive at the charity event. Okay. Okay. So then we cut to when Nat Neve, uh, went up to the kids. So now from Abigail's point of view, um, she's screaming irately at Neve and says, it's, it's all you. And she wants to know why she's asking her why, why, why? And then Carl has to literally drag Abigail away. Okay. This is now, this is when I realized the kids are real. She's not having a psychotic break. As far as the kids, the kids are real. Everyone sees this. They all witnesses. Okay. Later on that night, Cheryl comes clean to her family said, uh, their father was abusive and she just left. Uh, Mary then wants to know, well, why, why mom? Why Neve says, uh, Ian, her husband wouldn't have chosen to raise two black kids. He says, I don't know. You never know. She's like, no, exactly. You prove my point. Neve then said she does what fathers always do. They leave. She said the two worlds don't mix the black and white. Ian then asks, uh, what, 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 what do they want? Uh, he says she never recognized them. And Neve says, there's something she needs to do. The following day, Neve then meets uh, Marvin and uh, Dion uh, at the diner. 
And they ask her what happened to her accent. She had it when she was black. Once again, gender, gender, I mean, um, once again, uh, what is it? Race identity issues, okay? Aneve calls herself uh, a proud black woman. She then apologizes to the kids. Uh, Marvin says, you never reached out, and that father wasn't perfect, neither were you. Uh, Neve then had left the kids with the auntie, with her sister, and they said, well, she gave us away. Uh, and then Dion asks, well, why didn't you take us with you? Neve says, uh, they're right. And Dion's, uh, then asks, uh, are you, are, are we going to move in? When can we move in? Neve offers them $20,000, 10K a piece to go back to London until they can find a way to work it out. Marvin says, thank you, mom. She grabs, uh, she then grabbed Abigail's hand that night. Uh, she's wearing her natural hair. So she took the wigs off. She's got curly mixed chick hair. Okay. She tells the family she was traumatized and never wanted the second child. She was forced. So she ran unplanned. She tells them they're gone now. Uh, Mary then asks, well, will we, will we see them again? Uh, Neve says they need to heal first as a family. Ian agrees, but more convo is, will follow regarding the situation, but they have to stay together. They do a family hug. So it's still family first. They're family first, okay? Later on that night, Marvin and Dion return back to the house. They pick the lock and sneak in. Carl then zip ties the sliding doors together. Carl then steals all of their phones and places them in a, a sink full of water and just lets the water run. Abigail then runs a bath upstairs in Mary's bathroom. Carl then puts on a bathrobe and begins to watch TV on the couch downstairs. Sebastian and Neve discover uh, them downstairs. The water in the kitchen is still running. Neve confronts Carl. He says it's Abigail's birthday. They want to order Chinese food. Ian and Mary then come downstairs. Neve runs, but then Carl slash Marvin catches her and tells her to chill out or see what happens. Ian, the husband, tries to apologize. He learns Neve's real name is Cheryl. So he's still learning more about his wife. More secrets are coming out. Carl then asks uh, Ian uh, if he lifts weights. Ian says no. Uh, Abigail wants to take a family photo. Abigail wants to be in the middle. She tells Mary it's not negotiable because in the original family photo, it's Mary in the, in the, in the, the middle. Abigail wants Mary's spot, her position. Okay. Carl then tells Neve to let the water run and run. Carl then headbutts Ian. This is Carl slash Marvin. And then Carl uh, forces everybody to sing happy birthday to Abigail. Carl then asks um, them how many board games have they missed playing over the 16 years. Carl then forces everybody to play Scrabble. Carl then tells Ian, Eve gave them $20,000 to go away. Once again, Ian is like, what? She did what? So he just, he's just been hit left and right with lie after lie or revelation after revelation about Cheryl. Okay. Um, so, so Neve says they're buying, oh uh, no. So Carl says now they're buying back Cheryl. Say so you can have the money. We're just going to buy her back for 20 K. We want our mom back. Okay. Uh, so then Cheryl then vomits on the floor and then Cheryl suggests teams to introduce each other uh, for, to play Scrabble. Okay. 
So then they're playing Scrabble, but Carl gets upset, Marvin, and then messes up the game. Uh, Marvin then takes Ian to the weight bench in the garage. Uh, Neve, Cheryl, then hears the motorbike of the delivery guy. The food's here. Carl then loads 285 on the bar. Ian is struggling to lift the weight. Uh, Cheryl gets up to turn the water off and says, uh, and then she goes to the door to get the food. She grabs her wallet to give him a tip. And after asking if she knew him, the delivery guy, she, she's asking, do I know you? He's like, I don't know. I, I made a delivery here before. Okay. Then she closes the door and says, I'll be right back. She gives everybody the food and she goes upstairs to go get her wallet to give him a tip. Uh, Ian can be heard yelling while struggling to lift more weights. Uh, Cheryl then goes upstairs to get her purse. Ian is now attempting to lift 325 because initially when he put, when Carl, you know, when Marvin put the weight on the bar is about 285 from what I could count. So now it's up to 325. That's a, that's a lot of weight. And so Carl then leaves Ian to struggle. He won't spot him. He's letting him struggle. Carl then tells Ian, you ain't walking away that easy. You made your bed with us. Uh, we're the same now. And then the bar falls on Ian's neck, killing him. Because he can't handle this too much weight. He can't handle it. And Carl won't, help, won't spot him. 325. 325 is a lot of weight. All right. So then Cheryl returns downstairs with a wallet and then tells the kids she's sorry for how everything turned out. And that one day they can hope, she hopes they can forgive her. But then she says, let me tip the man so that we can get back to eating and discuss how to move forward. And then Neve is shown walking to the door with a wallet and a red jacket. She takes one final look in the, in the mirror. So we already know what's going to happen. And then she walks out the door. Later on, Carl or Marvin returns and then asks, oh, where's mom? As you can hear the motorbike speed away in the background. And then the four of the kids just look at the door. And, they re and then Marvin and Dion instantly recognize she left again. While the, the mixed, the biracial kids are like, they're in, they're in disbelief that she left. This woman left again. All the kids. End scene. Credits roll. Holy cow. This was a crazy, crazy movie. Once again, this was sponsored by Jervis Horton. Shout out to Jervis for the uh, movie review sponsor. Um, those Brits, man. Crazy Brits. It's on Netflix. It's a, it's a nice little watch. I, I, I say watch it. Because like I said, halfway through the movie, I thought she was having a, uh, you know, a psychotic break. I thought she was imagining the kids. But come, come to find out, kids were real. And uh, the, the breaks were her, you know, suppressing her old life. And the old life came back to haunt her. And uh, as much as you suppress something, it always rises to the top. All right. With that being said, I hope you guys enjoy. Y'all have a good one. Peace.